Welcome to the Way of the Emotional Warrior podcast. Where we investigate how to master and harness the energy of our emotions to regain our power, vitality, confidence, and quality of life. There are tons of websites, books, videos, and courses that speak about changing your thoughts and mindset. You know, three steps to this, nine tips for that. Old school personal development told us that all of our blocks come from the brain and our thinking process. However, new research proves that our thinking and decision making actually comes from our emotions. After all, emotions are energy in motion. Emotions drive our money decisions, life choices, relationships, and even our health and fitness. Having the life of freedom and joy that we all crave requires that we first master our emotional center. Welcome to The Way of the Emotional Warrior. Hello and welcome to The Way of the Emotional Warrior podcast. My name is Kai Ennis and today we will be answering the question of what actually is creativity? Alright, imagine the following. At a certain point, there's pretty much nothing, but then out of the blue, there's an onslaught of ideas. According to Richard Foster, who's a lecturer in management at Yale, that moment is creative insight. But what he found more important are the traits, the knowledge and ways of thinking that lead up to this moment. He says creativity is about making something new rather than merely applying or discovering something new. Creative solutions are insightful, they're novel, they're simple, they're elegant, and they're generative. I love that, they're elegant. A key to being creative, says Foster, is the ability to find associations between different fields of knowledge. So really, you know, if you want to just dissect that for a second, what we're after is this. Creative people can bring sort of what seem unrelated things currently together. They can see connections. And how do they do that? With curiosity, energy, and openness. So, I mean, those right there are the traits that foster lists. And we're going to go through a couple of people here to see what it is they have for us. Next, I look at a man named Robert Franken, who wrote in his book, Human Motivation, an answer to what he thinks creativity is. He defines it as the tendency to generate or recognize ideas, alternatives, or possibilities. Okay, sometimes they're just ideas. They don't necessarily carry with them a solution. Sometimes they're just alternatives, different options that nobody had thought of, or possibilities where you really venture out towards that frontier. Next, he talks about tests of creativity, and he says not only do they look at the number of alternatives that people can generate in measurement types, but the uniqueness of those alternatives. That's what's important, okay? When you look at alternatives, how unique are they? I don't know if you're hearing this yet, but it's reducing the amount of players in the field. You, more and more, are going to be unique, 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 okay? That's really important. That's one of the reasons I did this. I wanted to kind of show you that you're going to have to be okay that you're in a much smaller group of people. However, look at the coolness of it all. All right. Back to Franken. The ability to generate alternatives or to see things uniquely does not occur by change. It is linked to other more fundamental qualities of thinking, such as, ready, flexibility, tolerance of ambiguity or unpredictability, and the enjoyment of things unknown. 
Now, you, you have to just for a second sit back and go, all right, how cool are people with all this? And in my experience, I don't think that's where the bulk of people hang out. Flexible, tolerant, and the enjoyment of things unknown. So put that into perspective, right? All right, different person. This is one of my personal favorites. His name is Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. And in his work called Creativity, Flow, and the Psychology of Discovery and Invention, he describes creative people in the following ways. He says they're people who express unusual thoughts. They're interesting and stimulating. In short, people who appear to be unusually bright. Second, people who experience the world in novel and original ways. Now, these are personally creative individuals whose perceptions are fresh, whose judgments are insightful, and who may make important discoveries that only they know about. I mean, what if you figure something out that only you know? Individuals who have changed our culture in some important way is his third uh, description. So you get a flavor of how unique and special all of this really makes you. Then he goes on, and this is an interesting list of characteristics of the creative personality. He says that creative individuals have a great deal of energy, but they are also often quiet and at rest. So it seems counterintuitive. You see someone that's really chill and, you know, all of a sudden they bounce out and you go, what was that all about? Well, they're creative. Then they tend to be smart, yet also naive. So, I mean, yeah, you're really smart, figure stuff out. At the same time, you're kind of naive about what's happening out there in the world around you. Creative individuals have a combination of playfulness and discipline or responsibility and irresponsibility. Okay, so they, they, they know how to balance all of this. Creative individuals alternate between imagination and fantasy at one end and rooted sense of reality at the other. Creative people seem to harbor opposite tendency on the continuum between extroversion and introversion. Okay, so that means that some people are really outgoing that are creative and some are, you know, sort of at home, stay at home kind. Creative individuals are also remarkably humble and proud at the same time. What a combination, humble and proud. Creative individuals, to a certain extent, escape rigid gender role stereotyping and have a tendency toward androgyny. Then, generally, creative people are thought to be rebellious and independent. Then, most creative persons are very passionate about their work, yet they can be extremely objective about it as well. Step in, step out, step in, step out. Ten, the openness and sensitivity of creative individuals often exposes them to suffering, pain, yet also a great deal of enjoyment. So, you know, you can't have one without the other, right? So, if you want a lot of enjoyment, if you're creative, there's also going to be some pain. So, the late Maya Angelou suggested that thinking creativity, thinking creativity, right, mind helps foster even greater creativity. She says, creativity or talent, like electricity, is something I don't understand, but something I'm able to harness and use. While electricity remains a mystery, I know I can plug into it and light up a cathedral or a synagogue or an operating room and use it to help save a life. Or, I can use it to electrocute someone. Like electricity, creativity makes no judgment. I can use it productively or destructively. The important thing is to use it. 
You can't use up creativity. The more you use it, the more you have. All right, what about the neuroscience? According to Grant Hillary Brenner, MD, there's an area in the brain where creativity emerges from the interplay of complex brain activity involving multiple, more basic systems. All right, so takeaway, we have systems in the brain that create a very complex interplay. He says, change the brain and the mind must follow. All right, you can see hopefully where this is going to go in a second. We can change our mind to be more creative. Now, he says, many of us organize our sense of self around certain qualities, including being a creative person. As changing the brain becomes an option, what are the implications for personal identity? So this research suggests that we are able to consciously influence ourselves to have greater creativity, not just by practicing and doing exercises, which require activity or by being creative, but also by using our executive network to invoke our salient network. And I went over that in the last episode to scan actively for more divergent thoughts. So you're using your brain, you're scanning your brain, your own brain, you're scanning it with your consciousness so that you can look for more open-ended divergent thoughts. Absolutely amazing. All right, so what does all this mean for an emotional warrior? Why did I do this episode? Here we go. If you know what it actually means to be creative, then choose to be just that. According to the neuroscience, we can train our system to be and think more creatively. You shift from negative and constrictive thinking to being free. I think that this is a very strong psychological position to be in. Go back and take a look at the characteristics that I talked about a few minutes ago and see how many describe your favorite way of being and experiencing the world. Then start to increase that part of your experience. All right, I wish you the best on your journey. Peace. Hey, thank you for sharing your time with us today. We would like to know what your thoughts are on today's topic. Please join the conversation on www.kyennis.com and at Instagram at Way of the Emotional Warrior. So have a great day and be well.